Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Good morning, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thanks. It's good to be together. Yes, it is, Dr. Jane. Our recent conversations have touched upon so many dimensions of self-awareness and self-discovery, changing our mindset, self-reflection, taking risks to have the life we want. They all appear as building blocks to potential life changes, both big and small. Can we take a little time this morning to talk about this? Sure, Anna. And, And let's start by putting this in a context of change, which quite frankly is the only guarantee in life. Change is the only constant. You know, nothing is permanent. We're changing as an organism, as individual people, as a species. You know, we're in constant change, you know, from our bodies, our feelings, our thoughts, right down to a cellular level. You know, the the process is ongoing change. We're evolving and we're changing. And this takes place over a lifetime as we develop and mature really cradle to grave, so to speak. And this is such a natural process that we're either aware of or we can be totally blind to. And and either way, it's still occurring. So this is part of the human condition and it's taking place in many ways, whether or not I'm paying attention, right? So So makes sense to me. I think back, you know, five, 15 years ago, and my life takes many, has taken many shifts and turns. In some ways, I'm entirely a different person. And I've changed physically. My view of the world has shifted, even my relationships. Well, you know, Anna, and, and that's right. We pass through many changes. Some are more obvious, you know, like the exterior changes that we go through from childhood to adulthood are certainly the aging process in our adulthood. You know, it's a normal growth and development over a span of decades. You know, our physical appearance through a lifetime is sometimes the most obvious. So some changes are a natural evolution of life and others can be influenced by things like behavior or lifestyle choices. You know, think about, we've talked about this in the past, about, you know, what we consume, whether it's food, alcohol, social media, and how that really influences our health. Yeah. So how we take care of ourselves, how we deal with stress, these are surely influencing that process. Yes. You know, and then there are the interior changes, like how we perceive uh, the world and ourselves. You know, our history, what's happened to us, stays intact. But over time, we may interpret it differently, you know, due to personal experiences or, or sometimes insights that we haven't always had all of a sudden appear and, and shift that. You know, we may choose to shift our beliefs or our values, you know, due to people or circumstances, you know, that occur in our daily lives. This may be the result of, of what we observe and experience in our work environment or our social engagements or we, our interests might shift and change. You know, the ever-changing world around us has a significant influence on us. You know, and many of the changes that we go through are actually choices. You know, uh, it, it's really about uh, the choice of and, and, and how we see life unfolding, the anticipation of these changes. You know, things like, um, oh gosh, like finding a permanent job after our education or our, the training that we decide upon. You know, that anticipatory piece is, you know, changing in order to better ourselves 
or to continue dealing with life. You know, at other times, things happen that are totally unexpected. Like, oh, it could be any kind of various opportunities that either appear or disappear from our lives that call upon us to, to make new choices, which we change in response to that. And how we interpret and manage and learn from these situations are choices all in and of themselves and make all the difference in the world as to how we experience the quality of life. It's like the saying, life keeps coming at us, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. Many nat- so many natural occurrences, sometimes incredibly challenging. Yes, exactly. And sometimes there are things that happen in such a way that we become very aware that we need to be instrumental in the change process. You know, these often feel like what, what I very often call a forced choice. You know, what we really in the moment and in the experience realize that we have to change or reinvent ourselves, not just to accommodate what's happening, you know, at that particular time, but we really know on some level that we need to come out on the other side different, new, improved, and face that mm-hmm. challenge. And the newness is what is the change process. So what kinds of situations are you referring to, Dr. Jane? Well, there are life-altering events, Anna, serious illness, death, uh, traumatic events, divorce, the loss of a job, even the pandemic. You know, those, these are all forced choices. Very often we're blindsided by them. And then there are other triggers for change that can include Things like feeling like I'm stuck or or life doesn't seem to be satisfying. Maybe I'm experiencing burnout or realize that I'm living someone else's dream. So I'm lacking vitality. Um, I'm lacking any sense of uh, personal growth. I'm not living the life that I want. And I'm not aligned maybe with my beliefs or my values. And realize at some point in time, oh boy, things really need to be different here. And then there's also that piece of our, our intuition or that inner knowing that life really is at a place that I know that change is absolutely necessary. And these can be experienced on a continuum of intensity from mild to really severe. We really feel like I'm really being hit hard with, wow, this has to, this has to change. I have to do something different. So the life situation or internal sense pulls us towards change or at least a realization that change is needed. Well, yes. However, uh, very often we, we know what's going on, you know, but, but we don't quite hear ourselves and we don't quite hear that pull the first several times, you know, what we kind of maybe ignore it or put it off. We don't want to look at it. You know, the readiness for change can be very fickle. So, it can hit us several times before we really pay attention. We've all had the experience of knowing that we need to alter something or change some part of our lives, and yet we drag our feet. You know, it's like, I'm not ready. I'm too busy. I don't want to. I'm too afraid. It's too uncertain. However, for many, you know, there comes a time when the need to change lands so clearly, so in with such in, intense clarity that the willingness seems to appear out of nowhere and we become ready to change and reinvent ourselves. We may experience this as a calling. It could be kind of a a deep inner voice revealing a path, uh, 
that might lead to a better version of ourselves, you know, this beckoning to reinvent ourselves really can can move us to greater alignment with a deeper deeper sense of, of our purpose and meaning, you know, to live more authentically. You know, that's a key, to live more authentically. And this requires courage, the courage to honor what's true for us, to finally see it for what it is, and, and really ready ourselves to move toward it. You know, and, and for some this happens once, and for others multiple times in a lifetime. The term reinvent, you know, it's an interesting choice. I, I really like the fact that you use that word. It has a different feel to it as we talk about change. Well, I think you're right, Anna. And, and the word for me highlights ownership and, and responsibility, kind of taking the reins of life. Words like evolve have a more kind of a, a natural process that may or may not be, you know, within my awareness. You know, another word, transformation, also represents a, a process of either kind of induced or spontaneous change. And, and sometimes I, I think of transformation as being kind of a parallel process of how we, inrent, how we do reinvent ourselves. So they both kind of align together as they move forward in the change process. And the reason I like event is also because it really references personal control. I'm in control of doing the taking away and the rebuilding of it. You know, it takes on the ring of kind of self as the project. You know, it's almost like we're the fixer-uppers, so to speak. So we launch the project from our past and our present, you know, where we've been, where we are now, and we're aware of the need for change and our readiness for change. That's appearing also. So we're at a place where we inventory and review the lessons and experiences of our lives that really has enabled us to be where we are and see things a little more clearly. And then we create a plan and move it forward. I like that analogy, you know, yet not all fixer-uppers are equal. (laughs) (laughs) And some need cosmetic changes. Others need to be taken down to the studs. You know, huge differences, right? Huge differences. And, you know, I I really appreciate you, you bringing this out because this is the beauty of the reinventing process. It's the individual that calls out what needs to to be the job at hand. You know, how extensive does the project need to be? And our self-reflection is an absolute imperative on this. You know, we're taking a risk to create a life aligned with a better part of ourselves, that best and highest part of ourselves. And in doing so, we're answering a call to be truly authentic, maybe more authentic than we've ever been in our lives. So we may find change hard. You know, remember, we often resist things that are unfamiliar. However, there are times that staying the same is just no longer an option. So we don't have to come up with a perfect plan uh, to start the process. You know, we can revise as we move forward. The key is we have to move forward. So procrastinating or avoiding, you know, it's like, don't wait to start and get lost in that, you know, why me or why now? You know, we'll discover that as we step into the discomfort and make it okay. It'll really become kind of, why not me? You know, when you feel the fear, you feel the resistance, and you keep moving forward. 
this is this is really Anna. When we tell fear to take the back seat, we become the authority. We become our own authority, and all of a sudden, my authenticity is in the driver's seat. We're we're using the present moment awareness once again and turning inward. Uh, it feels so familiar, and you know I, I'm facing into that process, and it's like a well-worn path, comforting, you know, reassuring. Well, that that's right. You know, we've been here before, time and time again, and we're tuning into ourselves, seeking the truth in our self-reflection, in that present moment awareness, and asking questions that that we've touched on before. You know, who am I? You know, what are my roles or, or what are the roles that I operate from? You know, what's my job here? You know, what's my identity? You know, what do I take myself to be? What do I think others take myself to be? So we're really, really diving into core values, core beliefs, our likes, our dislikes. And then it's also, who am I without all those roles? You know, because sometimes we become so attached to them that we forget that there is more to ourselves. You know, what is my heart's desire? What really matters? What are the priorities? And also this leads to, you know, what are my strengths? You know, how am I connected or what am I connected um, to as far as any kind of inner guidance or wisdom? This is kind of what I call the, the inner GPS. This is the inner guide that allows me to really discover things about myself, you know, and, and do I feel connected? And what am I being guided to? It's also about being realistic about our limitations. You know, what what could or what does impede my progress? Maybe it's people-pleasing. Maybe I abandon myself to please everybody else or do what everybody else expects. You know, so this is also asking, you know, who will be impacted? And how does this affect my fears? How does it affect my resistances? You know, and then there's this broad brushstroke that we also need to consider, and that is, and we've touched upon this before as well, inventorying our mind, body, spirit dimensions in life. Am I actively attuned to myself as a whole? As I say, this is the broad brushstroke. You know, and do my lifestyle choices nourish this? Yeah, I would imagine that for many of us, uh, that last question is what we may be wanting to reinvent, you know, living life with the whole person, body, mind, spirit, health, and wellness. Well, that's right. You know, I, I, I think that this can very often be really the baseline for many of us, a real, a real starting point. You know, and in doing this initial self-reflection, we can begin to solidify what I want. The want is essential because being able to answer the want, the what, it's really providing information for our own personal mission statement. You know, this can be any any kind of short summary that highlights our values, our priorities, the intentions that we have, you know, how we're aligned with that best version of ourselves, that authentic self. And then we're ready to put together and launch a plan. Well, this is where it really starts to happen. This is where it really starts to happen, Anna. You know, because we're taking ideas and, and desires and inspiration and moving them to an action plan that needs to be very believable. You know, it needs to be realistic. So believable, achievable, we have to be able to measure it at some point in time, kind of see our process. 
we want to be clear about what we're going to do and when. And then it's also, you know, and this is so important, it's okay to start small. What we're looking for is continuous improvement, being able to see our progress and allowing that progress to nourish us, assessing it as we go. Also the, the progress, but also am I able to sustain this? What am I doing that, that really needs to happen to keep it moving? And to assess it on a daily basis, just kind of do a check-in weekly or maybe months end. You know, how am I doing? And we've also talked about the three R's. You know, as we review our process and our progress to take a look at what's working. And if something is working, we want to really retain it and replicate it. Do it again do it again. And if it's not working, then we need some kind of remediation. And this is where we move into revising the plan. How do I need to do it differently to stay on the path? Well, this is the basic plan, you know, kind of the blueprint of how to achieve our mission. Exactly. Exactly. The mission statement is the destination. It's the what of my reinvention process, what I want, you know, and then the plan of action are the 492 things that I need to get there. So what else do we need to consider, Dr. J? Well, the big question, Anna, whenever we start a change process and this reinvention process really has to do with how will I be able to sustain the plane? How will I be able to maintain my commitment? So we really want to do some additional inquiry into this. Things like, you know, what do I actually need to stay on track? Do I need someone else's support? Is that necessary for me? You know, and am I tuned into my internal GPS to really pick up on the guidance of the directions that I need to go? And also looking at what are my strengths and what are the skills I need to continue to strengthen my process? So it's about skills. It's also about practices that support the process. And do I have a solid self-care plan? Because this really is the foundation or the container that will help sustain me through the change and reinvention process. You know, and the other piece is what inspires me? What inspires me? Inspires comes from the, it's a word that comes from the Greek that means of the spirit, you know? And so it's really about what nourishes me along the path. And then we also come to that place of, do I have a fixed or a growth mindset, you know? And who is available or what is available to nurture me or maybe mentor me or support me. Yeah, so many of our conversations, you know, we offer tools, skills, and practices to nurture this process. We've really been consistent with the episodes that inform and encourage making conscious choices for the greater good. Can we review uh, the material that supports the reinvention process a little bit? Sure. You know, it all starts with what we've continued to call present moment awareness which initiates and enables that self-reflection process. You know, I'm staying tuned in. We can assess where we've been, where we are now, and where we want to go. And with this foundation awareness skill, we can really tune into our thought stream and begin to discover our mindset. You know, what's supporting me? And also what, what gets in the way or what are the barriers? You know, so it's looking at my worldview and is it fixed and resisting change? Or is it more of a growth mindset that's open to the change process and open to creative problem solving? 
So, well, we've covered a lot of territory, which touch upon the ingredients, the support that this desire to, you know, reinvent ourselves. 46 previous episodes full of those, you know, support systems there, all designed to inform, instruct, and inspire us. Themes like gratitude, willingness, courage, self-care, mindfulness. Yes. You know, our videos and our, and our podcasts also include a variety of exercises and techniques, both to quiet our, our physiology, first of all, you know, so that we can access that more developed, sophisticated thinking brain, you know, for creative thinking, and also to manage our reactivity, which can really sabotage our, our efforts. You know, we've also included techniques that strengthen and balance the energy system. You know, and these can be incredibly important in times when we feel unmotivated. And that can hit at any point in time where we're feeling unmotivated, we're feeling resistant to change, or sometimes we dip into seemingly out of nowhere, negative thinking or negative mood states. So all these skills and techniques support our ability to be more consistently aware. And that increases the likelihood of making conscious choices. This is a familiar word. Conscious choice allows us the options that are really outside of our old conditioned responses. So our reinvention is composed of new choices. And these new choices align us with the best version of ourselves and the life we really want. So the more consistent we are with the new choices, the more our brains fire in new directions. And it really makes new thinking and new behavior patterns more fluid and more accessible as time goes on. So the more we do it, the easier it gets. And it seems to me that would increase our self-confidence and our determination. Oh, Anna, you're so right. You know, the growing sense of confidence and determination fuels and is also a piece that sustains the process of reinventing ourselves, you know, changing ourselves. And so we're able to maintain the course. We're able to, to keep things going. We're able to revise as necessary. And in doing this, we're always seeking the inner guidance to follow that next right thing along the way. Yes, this is all such amazing and wonderful information, Dr. Jane. You, you've used the term inspired action in past conversations. I think it definitely fits here. I think you're right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jane. Until our next conversation. Thanks, Dr.